I'll tell some big lies Fall under your category Get with Aaron and Joe's Cause you know you wanna go And hear them cooking up a story Just get with Aaron and Joe's Hey, you know you wanna go And hear them cooking up a story All right, friends, welcome to the 100th episode of Cooking Up a Story. Uh, We're brought to you by the good old guys at Cooking Up a Story tonight. Yeah, man. What a trip, Joe. I mean, to think that 100 episodes ago, you and I were just bullshitting, trying to come up with stuff to talk to you around the man cave. (laughs) Talking about buttholes. Yeah, (laughs) asking everybody (laughs) if they've seen their buttholes. (laughs) I mean, that's definitely a highlight That, that goes down in the storyline. Of uh, cooking up a story for sure. I'd probably say that the majority of the listeners, if they went back and started at episode one, probably wouldn't be listening at episode 100. Yeah, I had a guy that works out of our office said he started listening at episode one. I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> just don't be afraid to scoop forward a little bit. I tell people all the time, <laughs> you need to start off at about 70. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know that I've ever done. There's very few things I've ever done that I've done 100, th- 100 times. I don't think you've ever listened to one of our podcasts. I've listened to two or three. Yeah. I listened he, he to every one of them. I was right here listening. Yeah, he was right here. Yeah. I, uh, half the time, I, you guys can't hear me. You can't hear me anyway. So. I, I do think this this past year, 2023, somewhere around February, we really upped our quality and material we were offering to our listeners. I, If I was to tell the listeners... When we changed our show, it was Lang Tang. Yeah. I think I think that was a pretty pivotal spot, too. What do you mean change? Well, because at that point, you know, we were putting $5 in a bucket about every five minutes. <laughs> we, we were, see, I don't see anything wrong with that. We were cussing quite a bit. We were kind of free-balling it. And then we brought in Lang Tang, and we knew his religious stance on right. on life and we decided that we'd calm it down yeah and i still had the duty to ask lang tang about his butthole yes you did your wife was proud that you asked that fine what gentleman did about it. it was actually you and aaron who said don't ask lang about his butthole I don't remember this that. Guy, I, I remember that being my recommendation. Maybe not this guy. I wonder what an Asian <laughs> butthole looks like. Maybe this is the guy. <laughs> Probably shoots a turd out like one of them Play-Doh deals. Like, you know, that you put the star bit on the salad end. Salad shooter. <laughs> one of them salad shooters. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say that Lang Tang probably, probably helped us grow as a show. And then, yeah, you know, the goal of bringing in quality guests. Let's see. Who... Was it Martinez that came on first, or was it Bill? I forget. I think was it, it Bill? Bill? I came on first. I was on episode yeah. number nine, and let me tell you, it was out there in the F-bomb world and a lot of brown water, and I wouldn't recommend people go back and listen to that. Before. <laughs> you I like those. Man, I like those. <laughs> for, for our listeners who don't recall when we had Bill on, Bill sucked really bad in the first <laughs> hour wow he was one of those that where you, you know a lot of these he guys was nervous. well when you got as much stuff as i've got to share and you ping pong around as much as i do it's hard to hone in on a good storyline now you, bill you, killed in the second half yeah and so we made a decision that we were going to play part two first that's right that's right. And we did that on one several second. i do remember that yeah because, I thought it was but just there's a lot of them that's a lot of them better like that yeah i she think it's a rolling I think we grew as a cast to the point to where we understood that sometimes we were going to have to bait in 
our guests and maybe go down these little sidewalks. And there's been one or two we couldn't bait them in. <laughs> well, when you're talking yeah. about interviewing people, there are some people who are super interesting and maybe they even have an online presence themselves. But then when you start talking to them, it's just they clam up a little bit. Yeah, I know you, who Joe's talking about. You got to break the ice a little bit there. Another thing we've learned is it's really important to get our guests in house. Yeah, Cause, absolutely. Because we can sit and we can mingle before the show. We could get them if they will drink. A lot of our guests don't even drink. Yep. If we but could, if they were here, well, even I mean, you've seen a lot of our guests just sit right. here and drink water, you know. And mm-hmm. now there has which is fine. It is. Yeah, that's, which that's they fine. each his own. Yeah. I just doesn't run me short on any whiskey. You know, I'll tell the listeners there's actually one episode that we recorded mm-hmm. that it's in a treasure chest buried someplace in the Bermuda Triangle. Is it the one I was talking about? Maybe. Uh, I think it's one since I've joined. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we called it, it the X episode. Yeah. Yep. And we actually, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, actually yeah. had the ability to plumb ruin a dude. Yeah, he could ruin himself on our show. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was, I ain't going to lie. There's been times I've wondered the next morning, what the, what, what was that podcast that, about last night? That guy, uh, <laughs> that guy drank a significant amount of brown water. He drank it. Was, it was heroic. Like, Oh my gosh! Well, he had to. He sat through an interview first, right? And it was a part of a, a and show was drinking before his. Time, yeah. And the, yeah, and he was drinking I mean, heavily. Hey, I thought I was a bourbon legend, but whoo, that boy took it down. That one did pretty good. We, uh, <laughs> I was impressed. We had enough coos. <laughs> at least you guys did. I was all run it. Yeah, yeah, you were. I, I was like, man, I don't know. Man. It was funny, but. It was would have been at somebody's expense. So. Oh, it was yeah. definitely at somebody's yeah. expense. So we do have a little bit of uh, good intentions. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed, and I think we're all proud of as a cast, is every time a listener sends us one of those notes stating that, you know, we're their friends. Yeah. And we're their, that we're their conversation they have. Um that's happened several times and that that's i mean it gives me chills right now that's the most important part to me is yeah. getting feedback whether it's you know hey i really like the show it's great it's entertaining or hey you guys actually help me like both of those are just really mean a lot and are fun to hear and it's always good to get feedback from the listeners and um yeah just to know that people right. are listening. And and I'm not a big podcast guy. I mean, you guys know I don't listen to any of them. But yeah. I mean, this, this last Friday night I went to a party and there was a guy that I did not know. And you guys probably get this too. I mean, you get somebody across the room just that you know you don't know them, but they're just looking at you smiling. Yeah. Because this guy comes right up to me and says, man, I love you guys' podcast. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, at, at some point we're 100 episodes in, I bet they have a good idea of who what kind of people we are well you're you're right i think Mm -hmm. for one thing we what we're telling our listeners isn't secrets they're stories Mm -hmm. that we tell yeah and so many times me and martinez told the same damn story to so many people that i guess we forget some stories that's how we bring them up because well and like you say the more stories we tell the more those remind us of yeah. other stories. Yeah, right. And that's how we, we've always been. Yeah. But uh, the 
the quality of guests that we brought on the show, we got Dr. Knife Chief, right? Yeah. And that was that was kind of a, an eye-opener in a lot of ways. And uh, she told uh, – she answered any question we had to ask, yeah. which was important. And then knowing that I've personally had a half a dozen people call me, want her phone number. Yep. Yep. And we can direct them to her. Yeah. Same here. Many family members also. Yeah. Of mine have I, I mean I spread the word I said you listen to this episode you know go go check this lady out yep. she's she's amazing and I think what she's doing is actually helping people uh, in an uncommon fashion and it, it has helped you bet. people cl- very close to me I think we've busted some paradigms as well um, some of those paradigms like on the, the different fighters we brought in you know these guys their passion is punching people in the face. Right. And then we showed the human side of why they're punching people in the face, the love they have, the love they share for their common brother or mm-hmm. sister. And uh, those guys have all all got us to new levels. You know, I receive a lot of the texts and emails, stuff on Facebook from right. our listeners, and I broadcast it to the other guys. Um. It's curious to me what some people think is good, because there's some shows that I've sat in here and I thought, boy, we yeah, we dropped it. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's been some of those that were like, ooh, we'll see how it's received, and and then people actually like, and then people are like, hey, that was great, great yeah. show, weird stuff. Like, I just yeah. we walked out of the room that night thinking, well, <laughs> we got to do something better next week because yeah. we lost it on that. One. Yeah, probably the show that had the most i think our listeners didn't like the most was our january 6th show uh yeah i'm not sure i like that's not the same for me that was uh pretty awkward at one point in that show the story i like to tell joe's heard it a million times but joe and bill brought a whole bunch of food to cook and he brought some <laughs> a random a, assortment of stuff and pot roast and churros yeah and, he, and i'm sitting there while <laughs> while our guest is getting ready to <clears throat> sit down and start talking and start the show and wilson looks over at me and he goes aaron how you feeling i was like i don't know man i'm eating a churro in a tier one terrace house i'm not sure I'm not sure what to think about this right now. I was, Is that about the time he spit his teeth out? <laughs> suck on that yeah. You know, Ooh. he's been transferred twice. Yeah. Now, he was in Louisiana. He got transferred to Oklahoma City, and I think they've transferred him up to Montana or Idaho or something currently. Yeah, I can't say that I'm surprised that he's not getting along with other folks in prison. Yeah. Here I was wondering, who do we have on January 6th? Yeah. But, no, you're talking about yeah. the January Big O. 6th. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You yeah. Know, and, he was quite a character. Bill, you tried talking us out of that deal. Well, I just didn't know where did. we were going to go in the deep dive. I mean, one thing about it is I restrained from asking any of the true questions I wanted to ask. Did you? Yeah. One of them was, did it ever dawn on you not not want to put your feet on the most powerful woman's desk in the world? Well, or, you was, know, I mean. Was Hillary there? Well, she doesn't count. She'd already been, she'd already been you know, gone lame or something by yeah. Him, but. yeah i thought we were going to get a hell of a sponsorship from bob evans on that show <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> no after all the kind things you said <laughs> yeah, yeah no really kidding. well that guy liked hey, his favorite restaurant you know that's a big, yeah. big yeah that's where they ate breakfast right before all the shit went down right yeah before we yeah. had 
uh, a total of five hosts on the show when it was just me and Aaron. I remember sitting, talking to Jamie Cooley yeah. in Laurel, Mississippi. And uh, that dude told a story. He was probably the first time, Aaron, we had anybody pull at heartstrings. Yeah, he brought a lot of emotion. He, yeah. brought, he brought a lot of emotion, told the story about that black dude who took mm-hmm. care of him growing up mm-hmm. and how he took care of him whenever it was time for him to go. Yeah. Um, Jamie. That still lights me up and chills. Yeah, Jamie yeah. was – I talk to Jamie all the time, and, and uh, I think we need to have Jamie in-house at some point because he is a funny son of a bitch boy. Yeah, that would be great. He, he's you can tell. You can tell he's got stories and a lot of humor in there. Out of all of our guests we've had on the show – I think it's the stories that we tell ourselves, whether if it's Bill going on a fishing trip and coming back a changed man, <laughs> or or uh, a Martinez story. So many people sent. We want more midget talk. Yeah. <laughs> or or uh, we may have to, we may have to go to another midget fight. We get some new material. We probably should. I mean, I the door is open to any little person or midget. Yeah, for available sure. dwarfs also. Yeah, dwarfs. We could take anybody, soul or no soul, it don't matter. <laughs> you could, you could come in here and talk. He's saying we accept gingers. <laughs> yeah. So so while we're talking about that, you know, me and you one day was we weren't even in the same county, but we were talking on the phone and we made a list. Do you remember when we made the list of different. Yeah. people we'd like to have on the show and for the most part you know we've crossed a bunch of them out but we still a couple of them that we haven't done yet that we were really passionate about doing was that's the midget deal and the previous cult member so if any of our listeners know anybody that was previously in a cult hmm. we, uh, haven't we we've we, been we hit the side of it. Yeah, yeah. it was somebody yeah, that somebody was related to or some shit. Yeah, yeah we hit the side of it. That's we, a good we, way to put it. We hit the side of that. Um, value for value. Yeah. Like the board that we're using comes from Mark Lambert, Sweet Swine of Mine in, mm-hmm. in Mississippi. They were the one who made the donation. Towns and Spice made donations. Ace Epoxy made yep. donation. Bill Walker, you could talk. You don't just have to do Gandhi looks. Well, you, a few microphones and yeah. you know, wanting to Hannah at Tar House have a good, Hannah. Well, Doctor Knife Chief Hannah Max Gary P Nunn. It was fun, and I got an opportunity for a certified naturalist. I found out about today, but you know, thinking of the guest and every guest, every person here, every happenstance through the room, I, I was thinking about us all being together today and. There's two things that every person believes in. Two. What's that, Bill? Liberty and justice. I mean, when it gets to the justice, it's part like, it's almost like, make those folks be accountable. Shit, if they don't, we don't want them on the show. I mean, the world. <laughs> I mean, everybody that's ever been on the show, there's one, there's one common factor that they've all had, and it's, they believe in liberty and they believe in justice so one yeah honor you're right one of the things that was sent to us on something we should put on the hundredth show was our end question should be passed around the table to each of us ah i agree and uh 
you know, our end questions, they're pretty standard mm -hmm. for the most part. We kind of bounce around every now and again. But it would be it would be good to the show if we kind of because I'm not sure the listeners really know our response. They probably I'm the most vocal of the show, but everybody kind of knows how I feel about stuff. But for the rest of us and even myself, Aaron, what's your question? My question is, what makes a man? What makes a quality man? Who's that go to? Bill? Sure. We can send them all to Bill. <laughs> well, I was thinking about, somebody was talking about, what's the best investment you can make? Well, it's not money because there's inflation, but I think the best investment you can make is in your reputation. So being a quality man is all about taking care of business the way it should be taken care of. Uh, being honorable and when you leave this place maybe they might think of you as uh, he was a good man and he left more than he came in with yeah and i, I think a, a lot of that question was answered in, in a lot of different ways but a lot of them were very similar a lot right. of the answers we saw that i uh, agree with were a man that somebody that does what they say they're going to do a man of their word somebody who is a protector and a provider uh, does right by others can be trusted upon to again do what they say so that, that was kind of the, some of the gist that i got and i, I agree wholeheartedly with all those i think our 99.9 .9 percent of everybody you asked that question to basically answered it the same way yeah there would be a few little nuances there but mm -hmm. uh like a penis and balls. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's ever said that. Uh, what, you know, what, anymore, right? Does that make a quality man? Because I, I know a lot of men that have penises and balls, but they're not of high quality. One hey, person said love, and I guess I it relates yeah. to what Martinez is talking about. No, I'm about just saying, you know, there's some of them people out there that... I would, so my response to your that's, that's standard confusion. question would be, it would all be repetitive to what we've already heard, yeah. but... From my thing, one of the qualities of a man that doesn't necessarily get brought up a bunch is your ability to be a friend. Yeah. And uh, so many of our listeners, the reason why they're listening to us is they don't feel like they have friends. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's their occupation. Maybe it's whatever. They had to up and leave and ditched all their buddies behind. Mm -hmm. So the ability to be a friend... And, and we've judged that on the show time time or two is, you know, I've witnessed the females in my life, if their friend doesn't call them every day or every other day or once a week, something's wrong. Yeah. A man, in my opinion, could go on for years. a year, multiple years, yeah. without hearing from his buddy and he doesn't think the friendship is over. Mm -hmm. Now, Martinez has brought it up. We've all brought it up. As we get older, it's pretty important to send at least a text message. Hey, dude, thinking about you. Yeah. Hey, dude, love you. Love you. Call a friend on the phone. So yeah. I, I've got a personal example of where I failed to do that. There was a guy I used to hang out with in Fayetteville in the mid-90s. He was a musician around town. He ended up moving to California and... uh think he went to work for yahoo and he found me through linkedin years later and i got his phone number 
and this and that. And, you know, we reconnected, but I never got to see him. And then during the lockdowns, I was thinking, man, I should send send John a text. John Risk? John Bice. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> I was like, man, I should send John a text, and I didn't. And then a couple of months later, I found out he had died of leukemia. Oh, and when oh, I had man. this thought, he was still alive. So yeah. I could have gotten in that last message, <clears throat> yep. but I didn't. Yeah, and I, I think along those lines of being a friend is also being having a, a community. I think it's so important for men to have friends, friend, friends that they can fall back to for support or just to go have a good time with, right. to get together and sit around a campfire or to go hunting or to right. go fishing or to do anything, go hit the mountains, whatever. That, that to me, and another question uh, that I ask is what brings you joy? That to me brings me joy is having good friends that I can spend quality time with and and I, and that doesn't go to say that it's not the same for women. I just don't think that. I think when women get older, their priorities change a little bit. Whether it's coming from kids or a householder or whatever it may be, I, I just think it's so important for men to have that and uh, to value it and utilize right. it as as much as they can. And, and women as well. I mean, yeah, of course, everybody everybody at this table knows me and my wife like to entertain. Right. You know, we have, that's one thing I'm, I'm fortunate for the fact that I've, I still live within 20 miles of where I grew up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got six or eight buddies that I've known through from kindergarten to now that I still see on a weekly basis. Right. I mean, I'm fortunate to have a lot of friends, a lot of old friends. And, you know, my wife's same way. You made the comment about women, you know. I think that depends on the women. I agree. I agree. I mean, and, and, and what stages they are right. at in life, too. Like I mean, because so there's whether a, they're raising young kids or, or what it may be, whatever it may be. Joe but. mentioned friends. I mean, you would be amazed at people. Some people just don't have friends. Yeah. You know, if they're, whether it's, you know, they're maybe just not outgoing or they're. They're shy or they moved yeah. away from everybody and they're. I mean, miles. I'm not. I'm not that person. I have people at my house every weekend, every Wednesday, and I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of you guys have been out. Uh, I mean, I enjoy having people. I enjoy seeing friends come over, and uh, yeah, friends is. I mean, hey, me and Wilson don't talk as much as we used to. Hey, we used to talk every day. Now it's maybe twice a week because. Well, you're coming we, in here spending three hours with each other a week. <laughs> well, I mean, but we don't talk talk like we sure. used to. But I mean, it's we're we're both busy. I mean, I don't know how many times is it's either me or him. We're talking on the phone and say, "Hey, I'd go boom." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just I work hate. gets in the way, and sometimes you think, "Yeah, we'll but, talk briefly," and it's like, "Man, we didn't even talk talk." Yeah. We were just, and that's another thing that gets in the way. It's just life. Right, man. People get pulled in different directions and have different obligations, and but like you said, like Rich said, you know, sometimes you have to break away for just a second and send that text. Yeah, and, and one of the, man, one of the best feelings is when you haven't talked to a guy in a long time, and then you see him, or you're out and about, or or whatever the circumstance is, and you're like, holy shit, man, how the heck's it going? Yeah. And you're you're talking, and two hours have gone by, and you exactly. kind of reconnect. And, COVID, yeah. COVID <clears throat> was one of those deals that really stress the importance of reaching out yeah. right exactly and because maybe you know maybe your friend ain't going through the covid but maybe someone close to him was and uh and regardless of how much bullshit covid was or is or whatever uh 
you couldn't change the fact that you couldn't get around. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, I was anti-COVID as much as anybody. We threw the big party in the backyard, sacrificed the goat, <laughs> did, <laughs> did, had people from multiple states come in, uh, had fireworks and bonfire and guitars and sacrificed the goat. Yeah. And that whole deal was for us to say, you know what, we're not slowing down on our friendships. And then you got Martinez loses his brother and good friends of ours are in the hospital for months and months and we lost friends during the deal and and so it's not that we were denying that people were dying or getting sick we were just anti losing your liberties Mm -hmm. because someone told you it's your choice if you want to go and do something stupid or something smart it don't matter it's your choice to do it you just got to pay the sacrifice for whatever it is and uh there's that's, that, that's there shouldn't a good, be government punishment for you making a decision. Right, right. And, well, I, and, and just like you were saying, you know, it's easy to not worry about people dying when it's somebody on the news. But then, you know, I had I had my brother, which was a really good, close friend of mine, and Paul Dunaway, which is we spoke every day. And my brother and Paul Dunaway, the last 10 days they were alive, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. That's that's what was tough, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was bullshit. Yeah. <clears throat> and that bull- that could be a good segue into your question, Joe. Which one? Uh, where where would we hunt? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, the, I'm a patriot. People who are close to me know that I'm a patriot. I'm proud American, um, old school American. But one thing that you probably don't know is I pay very little attention to the news. Um, you could ask me current events, and I'll I'll be able to talk about a headline. But watching the news is a bad pill to take. It's a fearful pill. And, you know, I was having a conversation with a guy the other day, and, and he was all wrapped up. He's a guy in his 60s. He's all wrapped up about border and fighting in Israel and fighting in Ukraine and going to World War III and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I knew about the guy is I knew that he had a past where he was addicted to drugs. And I told him, I said, that first time you used drugs, from that point on, you searched. You searched for that same high. I think Bill's looking for drugs. <laughs> no, actually, I'm looking for a cup in that brown water over there. There's one about th- two feet from your head. Oh, uh, yeah. How right handy there. is that? So anyways, I told him that first time you did drugs, you searched for that same high. Well, the same thing happens in the media. They sell you a fear pill. And from that point on, you're always looking for more and more fear, more and more scary shit. Mm-hmm. And so I avoid it. By choice, I avoid it. Go ahead, Bill. Make a bunch of ruckus. There you go. And that's probably, I get more people tell me the only reason I don't like your show is because of the whiskey cup. Are you shitting me? I swear to you. Well, I tried to augment that one a little above range because it's just us usually trying to keep them quiet. No, I hear it all the time. They don't like that? They don't like it. It seems like... Fuck them. Well, it's just... That's crazy. It's part of the the show. I get it. But... um, Liberty. I ask people a question about liberty. What does liberty mean to you? Well, liberty is a, a key element in my life. It's given me every opportunity that I got. 
I watched every person in my family either screw up liberty or enjoy liberty. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I asked the question, so what does liberty mean to me? It means everything. Um, I think that we overlook it as people, mm-hmm. as Americans, <clears throat> how valuable it is. What does liberty mean to you, Joe Martinez? Well, it's written on every coin. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's it's things that people take for granted. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say everybody takes it for granted. I think anybody that's been in the military or had a family member that was in the military, they know more about what liberty means, you know, because they've had someone that was gone overseas or whatever. Do you know that if you join the military, you give away your liberty? Did not know that. That's I, I looked it up, um, and liberty. Line two, when you look it up, it says the power or scope to act as one pleases. Yep, and that 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 nails it. That that wraps up because some people I think get tied up on well, what the, what the heck is exactly liberty? And it, well, shit, I pretty much the, do what I want. To do. It allows it's the ability to be free. Yeah, and you wouldn't, you've never had that taken from you. Absolutely. So not. you don't realize the value. Not even on the school bus. <laughs> That's right. You don't realize the value that it has because we're born with it here. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to travel 3,000 miles to cross a border mm-hmm. and try to obtain it. Right. And a good example of that is the one time in the recent past that they tried to take our liberties. You got pissed. And that was COVID. Right. When they tried to restrain where we could go, what we could do, who we could right. see, who we could be around, how they tried to put all these restrictions on us, and that that was a prime example of restricting and our liberties. you've seen people who were fighting those restrictions, mm-hmm. and then you've seen people who said, "Well, it's it's the right thing. We got to do this. Yeah. We all got to do it as a team." All of that. The government's telling me. I mean, there was me, some I, of it that you agree with, and obviously some of it you don't. Which part? I mean, the whole mask deal. You agreed or disagreed? I disagreed. Yeah. What part did you agree with? I don't know that there's a part that I agree <laughs> with. Yeah, that's I, what I'm I, I agree. No agreement. I agreed in the, I mean, the people that are susceptible, the elderly, right, the right. obese, the people with comorbidities, all those people should probably take precaution. Right. And there were some people that I actually knew that had a relative or a friend that they went to not knowing they had it mm-hmm. and then that person died yeah i mean i actually know a few people and i mean could you guarantee that hey you were the guy that went over there and gave them whatever mm-hmm. killed them no not really i mean yeah. hell, they may have got a letter in the mail and somebody licked on that sandwich you know <laughs> well, and in my house it was very interesting of how weird of a virus it was so my oldest daughter uh, was the first to catch it. And there's five of us in the house, and she caught it. She's, and she didn't get super sick. And we're all on the same HVAC, so it's like I'm not locking you in your damn bedroom. Like, mm-hmm. come sit on the couch next to me. Let's watch a movie. And so she just interacted with us like she would on any other day. Nobody else in the house caught it. It was probably that minor exposure that helped build immunities as well. Well, and I, I used to say the same thing. I went, I was around people, you know, hell, I got several guys that work for us. 
and I would be around somebody, and the next day, hey, they had COVID. So mm-hmm. I would go test. I think I got tested like 27 times. Same here. Nothing. I never, knock on wood, I guess I never got it, mm-hmm. but there was times, well, a what, couple of times since, that I was literally sick, and mm-hmm. I think, oh, shit, I got well, the Well, what good COVID. would it do if you knew you had it? I mean, so, you don't get anything for it. They tell you well, go no, home. Well, no, mean, but I mean, I would just, I mean, I wouldn't go to my mom's because she was elderly and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But... You know, there was times that, uh, and then a couple of times I was sick, and I thought, well, here I go, I, I got it. I went up there, and oh no, there's nothing wrong with you. And I'm like, bullshit, I'm sick. <laughs> I feel like hell. Yeah, I mean, twice, and I didn't have it. And then one time that they told me I tested positive, I feel so exactly fine. like I do right now. Yeah, see, not I, even as good because I'm drinking whiskey right now. <laughs> see, I had it a couple of times, but it, you know, obviously, it didn't take me out. But. uh I think I had it before it was acknowledged to be in the United I'm, States. I was the same way. That November before? So the, it would have actually been February of 2020, and where I was working at the time, got a lot of international visitors, particularly from China, and a coworker and I both went home and telling the boss, it's like, we just have colds, but you don't understand how bad we feel. Yeah, right. And I ended up going to my doctor and was like, dude, I, I, don't, I can't breathe. I'm same having thing. trouble breathing. Yeah. And he ended up prescribing z-pack and steroids and this and that and it didn't really fix me whereas normally the steroids and stuff kind of pop you up but it Mm -hmm. got me back to where i could breathe Mm -hmm. and i'm like man and then i ended up doing a a test for the state uh where they did the antibody test so i go through the trouble of going somewhere and like letting this dude take my blood in the lobby of like a government building when do i get my results oh we're not telling you this is all anonymous oh wow oh hey I, i was late january of that, yeah, that time, and I was so damn sick. I bet it up. That was about that time Rich came on the show the first time, was it? No, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was January as well. Tim Gallion went to a stock show in Denver in December. He come back sick, and then I was sick the next week. Yeah, I mean I, like terrible yeah. sick. And they said, "Oh, it's just a respiratory virus." I was sure so shit. sick. I was laying in bed. Everybody had done left. Phone was ringing. Didn't want to answer it. I open up my eyes and there's a deputy sheriff standing next to the bed. My wife had called for a wellness check. Mm. And the deputy was standing there and I said, partner, he said, are you okay? Do I need to call off the ambulance? I said, yeah, call them <laughs> off. He says, your wife called for a wellness check. So I she said, was like out of town or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I'm okay. I said, but you won't be if you stay right next to me. <laughs> I said, you ought to leave out of this room. I said, you don't want to catch the shit that I got. And he says, you sure you're all right? I said, yeah, I'll be okay. And I was shivering and just mm-hmm. in pain, you know. I said, go stand outside my front door. Let me get you something. So I went out to the freezer, and I grabbed me an old Dollar General sack, and I filled it up with some sausage, and I gave, <laughs> I gave him a sack you, of you lick all over the package? <laughs> no, I, gave, I gave him a sack of sausage for his troubles, yeah. and then I went back in there and fought through it. But, um, yeah, COVID was, was a bad deal. We kept recording. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, <clears throat> Joe, if, you, if I want a billion dollars and we're going anywhere you want to hunt, where are we going, what are we hunting? Besides iguana and Puerto Rico. Man, you know, I've always wanted to do that dove hunt in Argentina. Yeah. I think it would be fun. And I watched a, a guest of ours, John O'Dell, go shoot parrots by the mm. mm-hmm. truckload. Yeah. Um, anywhere, anything. Man, I want to be on that big old 
gun up on the turret. front of that, that the turret, turret. and <laughs> I want mowing down the hogs. <laughs> no, son. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm throwing a spear in the back of a whale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I'm throwing a spear in the back of the whale. <laughs> And uh, you could hate Free Willy. Yeah. So we're calling you Captain Captain Ahab now. But, man, man, you know, I watched a YouTube video this weekend where these two boys caught a 1,000 or 1,200-pound great white off the beach. Holy crap. On rod and reel. Off the beach? Does that go 33? Does that take like six hours, really? It took them about an hour and a half. The dude's got the big fighting belt on. He's leaned back for this whole hour and a half because that shark is pulling out. Yeah. Three times he thought he lost it. That shark would just highball, swim straight towards right. the bank. He's just cranking like and something. Oh, uh, hell, he lost it, you know. But he caught it on this big, giant tuna head. Mm. And they took a kayak out there and dropped off a tuna head and a swordfish head, two rods. Great White got it. And uh, they, they do those with drones now. <clears throat> They'll so, fly them out way yeah, out there. Yeah, and drop but Aaron, them. this was a damn. 30 pound yeah. tuna head yeah. dropped out and they caught it like eight o'clock in the morning they throw they they throw the drone out there to see what they got you can tell it's a great white holy crap here's the deal you can find this on youtube on the youtubes this this guy who hooked into this great white got it he pulled it as close to the beach as he could got in the water and took the leader out unless somebody's still alive yeah. I would have shot that son of a bitch before I got in there. He got, he got the leader out of the shark's mouth. He sat there, played around with the shark for five minutes or better. Got the shark steering the right way. And uh, just go to YouTube, put shark off the, uh, caught off the beach. You'll find it. Um, so, yeah, I'd do a great white. Or uh, I'd shoot a blue whale or something in the back. Martinez, what would you do? Man, I've always wanted to do that same. Of course, we've been talking forever about doing the Argentina dove hunt deal, but I'd like to go on a short. Uh, my first thing would be a helicopter hog hunt. I think that's, uh, that's up there. That. I mean, well, for the longest time, I wanted to go kill a gator. My old, our old buddy Rodney Rogers got that done for us. But uh, – I don't know. I've already done a lot of stuff, but I guess the, a really good hog hunt out of a helicopter, yeah, uh, kill dumpster full of dove. I guess would be all right. But uh, I, I think <clears throat> I'm right there with you on the hog hunt out of a heli. Yeah. That, that hey, sounds, so if any of our, that value for value, if anybody that sounds wants so to cool. take us, <laughs> yeah, on a helicopter hog hunt. And another deal I've kind of been looking into is on the Trinity River in Texas. You're going gar fishing. Alligator gar. That, uh, so my two is the hog hunting, and I'd like to go elk hunting. I'd like to I think go. I've uh, waited, I think I've waited too long. I'm too old for that shit. I would like to go out there and uh, try that. Volume's on. Yeah, well, I know. I'm Fast forward that all the way to the end. So on. If you're if you're taking me somewhere, I probably I need to I would have to brush up on my skills. I haven't uh, gotten out of fly rod in a number of years, but some time ago I watched these guys some something on Discovery Channel or something when it was still nature. They went fly fishing in Mongolia, mm. just beautiful country, For the golden trout. I think so, catching all these fish. Mongolian and just, golden, yeah. And uh, seriously, you have no idea how beautiful you think of Mongolia. You think of yaks or whatever, but it's a beautiful country. So uh, when you win the lottery, uh, you're taking me to Mongolia, Joe. Oh my God. Bill, where are you going? Shark. 
Well, I'd take that billion dollars you got, and I'd buy that time machine, and I'd take you guys hunting with me where I grew up. First, duck hunting and shooting more than you should. First thing in the morning, they're all over you like you can swat them with fly, fly swatter. Hell yeah. And then second, take you to the my house, and right around it in a mile radius, there were 10 coveys of birds, and I had the best bird dog in the world. Hell he would yeah. take me hunting. Quail? Quail. Yeah. And I would, so I'd do duck hunting, show you where I grew up in the morning, quail hunting in the afternoon. And let me tell you, that dog, Duke, he held a point for me and my brother one time for 40 minutes. We couldn't my find God. him in the dale of the of the dango Crowley's Ridge. He was just down in there between these trees. He just started one shooting spot. No, he was just right there. <laughs> and we finally found you him. You didn't have one of the beeper He was holding else. the point. And I swear he looked over his shoulder like, where the hell have you been? <laughs> you, you know that's but one of the so good. So the so good day, but you could find him. And he was the only dog that didn't stay in the kennel. He was a lap dog and a hunting dog right and now the worst part about it was my brother was in vietnam and that dog would go out and there was a farmer had a prize bull and he didn't like duke roaming around in his prize bull's pasture well one day i got home david's in vietnam dad's at the house my chores was to feed the dogs take care of the horses and stuff but i went down to feed the dogs and Duke was dead laying there in the hay inside the barn. I went up to Dad and said, Man, Duke's dead. He says, Yeah, I know. I just couldn't deal with it. Would you would you bury him in the backyard? In the back there behind the barn. I went, Yeah, you bet. You bet. I'll pony up. I'll bury him. And then I never knew who did that. It was that damn federal judge. No, it was James E. McDaniel. Oh. And 20 years later, I was with my brother when he was still drinking. And I said, Well, I never knew who did that. He said, Well, Billy, you get emotional. I get even. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, about five days after I got back, back from Vietnam, he was at the house, and Dad comes in. He says, George, called him by his first name, serious question. I hear James E. McDaniel's prize bull shot today. David says, is that right? He said, you didn't have anything to do that now, did you, David? He said, no, sir. Dad said, well, I hear it had to be about a 500-yard shot. My brother said, not many people can do that, can they? Dad said, no, they can't. And the Lord works in mysterious ways, doesn't it? <laughs> well, my brother came up in rank for me that 20 years later, big I, time. For, I remember you for, telling us that. I was a little, that was a long time ago. Nobody's heard that story before. I was going to tell your brother, said, no, it was 590. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, he was. 506. Dad, Dad was an uh, expert in the military shot, and David was uh, – Sniper level, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. but See if he's a prize bully. Didn't have to kill him. We could just shot him in a sack. Well, I didn't <laughs> hear what part of him he shot him in, but uh, apparently uh, James E. McDaniel paid for poisoning our dog. Mm. Did so you, we, we. But I take you hunting before the dog died, and back in that time, and we'd hunt a lot of ducks, and we go bird hunting. We brought Martinez in the day that we interviewed a Texas legend. Yeah, Gary P. Nunn. Gary P. Nunn. And we thought that it was important that we knew what kind of uh, music fan Martinez was, how he liked them Gary P. Nunn songs, so we brought Joe in to help interview Gary P. Nunn. And he stuck. And he, yeah, it was supposed to be a one-time deal. <laughs> we couldn't you loved him. it too much. I did. Well, I like to talk. Mm -hmm. 
My wife will tell you I like. Did dogs. you know that quail is one of the main reasons that Walmart is based out of Northwest Arkansas? Yeah. yeah, Bud's dogs would run around in that front yard just right off of you know it's on Central, yeah. just a couple of blocks off the they, square. Well, Sam's Sam, dog was over Yeah, right. Yeah, and Sam moved here so he could get hunting quail hunting season in Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Is that right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the main reasons. Yeah. And they were looking for a smaller town. I'm mighty proud of him. I, you I know, to Oklahoma where his wife, Helena, was from. It, Helen was from. It's it's ironic because our guest who owns ACC Crappie Rods yeah. is also moving to northwest Arkansas for the simple reason he could be close to the crappie fishing. Crappie. Same, yeah. same yeah. states, yeah. And uh, wanted to hit all them spots, be close to all of them. So decides to move his business right here to Northwest Arkansas. Have you heard from him lately? Is he getting closer to moving? Every day. Nice. Every day closer to moving, or are you talking to him every day? I talk to him every day. Uh, matter of fact, on the 21st of February, he's got his large-scale meeting in Fayetteville, so he could start building. building so he'll be place. here. Yeah, we're building it. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, we're, we're going right. to build that place. Um, and on that same token, his business is up 40% from Good last deal. year. So. Damn. Yeah, good times. Just because of us. What was the name? <laughs> what was the name, Aaron, of our our first real memorable soldier? Ooh. Uh, the guy Joe brought in. Nope. No, no. There was a guy right before me. Uh, what was his name? I'm testing my producer. Jamin was there. Jamin. Yeah. Was there when I was there, Judd? Yeah, Jamie and Judd. But there was a guy before me. Yeah, so and I actually listened to that one. And that was right before I came on. He, uh, you know, he opened the door wide open for us, told us stories, and received healing from being able to be a guest. I say that to say this: a lot of our guests that we have on the show. We're the first time they ever did anything like this. Exactly. And so this was the first time I've ever done anything like this. For our listeners to be able to enjoy a show, most people would throw on some polished speaker or somebody who's a absolute scholar in their craft who they won't stumble, they won't seize up. But for us we bring on these people that we just they might be interesting and it's our job one of our duties to try to pull a story out of them and if we can't then we got to start talking about pudding <laughs> oh, oh, I, I thought you were going to say something else <laughs> we, I thought you were going to say something else other than pudding <laughs> we got to start talking about pudding and so when I go through and I read on the Facebook what people enjoyed about the show the guest was great keep up the good work the pudding rant was awesome. That was or pretty good. The Taco Bell we just did on the last show, yeah. or whatever. There's these. There's a time, and and we're all starting to pick up. We know when it's the right time to wrap up the show. I think. Yeah. Um. Maybe sometimes we drag it out a little bit longer, but as a listener, if you don't listen to the last end of the show, if you only listen to the first half, you've completely failed as a listener it's just like a football game you got to watch the whole thing yeah man i mean if you don't make it to the end that's where the fun stuff 
comes. Oh yeah, well, there's been some of them times where we where I drink beer. I'm not a beer drinker, but I'm literally about to piss my pants. But I don't want to leave because I don't want to miss anything. Lucas, is that here? Yeah, yeah, Lucas, you're yeah. right. <clears throat> well, and uh, you know the way the show rolls. You know, a lot of the guests will be friends of you know one of the people in this room, but maybe not everyone. So as we go along and build that rapport, and that's when. You know the stories start getting cooked up is later in the show right. that's when people like it gets to that point in the yeah. campfire where people start telling tall tales right. and this and that so. and, and, and and like we said earlier a lot of people just walk in and they're, they see all this equipment they can they put on these headphones and they start hearing themselves talking uh, that that clams people oh up. yeah and, that, gets, and there's been s- people cold feet there's been several people and like you say friends of mine or people that i know and Joe's had the same thing, like call the day before and kind of want to bail out. Yeah, looking, looking and they're for like, a way out. And they're, and they're nervous, I mean, because they're, they're people just like we were when we started. Uh, we're we're still people, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, we're special. We've never, I mean, they've never done this. They've never sat in a room with a microphone right. in front in of their them. their face, yeah. And headset, yeah. you know, maybe they got the airport air deal. I was going to bring that up. I, I think the yeah. listeners would be surprised how many people don't know how to put on a set of headset. These are those are tricky. Well, if they're over, if they, if they're over eighty years old. They rotate <laughs> two ways, yeah. so they can be a little tricky. No, I'm not going to say that because one guy was near that old. But but how no, about, uh, I mean, talking we're about not, old guys. That story. Oh, that's where I was going. Hiawassee. That's where I was going. Oh, man. man, Joe, you're supposed to fulfill the mission of getting the video so we could post okay it. i literally mm. ask them every week and he says i've got it i'll send it to you i got it i'll send it to you but hey, like, we're just going to call him out right now hey chris flint get off your ass <laughs> get us that damn be a man video. of your word he I, says he's got it he said i just need to figure out how to send it to you well he just gives us the damn thing and we give it back to him i don't yeah. know that he's got it on uh, huh there i think that's on a hard drive or on a hard USB. drive link. Yeah. I think he's we'll just got it, it like, like a VHS. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, okay. Beta. Well, I mean, I think he's got it on beta. So for us, that was <laughs> <laughs> no. He's got it electronically. Is what I'm saying, and I don't know yeah. if he knows. That was. A do, hey, we I can maybe, guide him through using Google Drive. I was going to say maybe yeah. I just need to send have him have yeah. one of you guys calling. Oh, another thing. Speaking of technology, is our buddy Rich. So we'll start up an Instagram page. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, going to go? I haven't done it because I'm trying to figure it out because there is the one, but it's tied to the Facebook account. I hadn't been able to figure out if I can. Mm. Yeah, you can. You call it. You get that some bitch vetted. We'll pay the five bucks or whatever for How the blue How about Snapchat? We're going to get the one Snapchat, too. You can run that. Hey, <laughs> let's step back to the high Wassy Mercantile. That's where yeah. I was going. Yep. Yep. So, so that was a big production. It was yeah. cool. We went. We traveled. Yep. Hit we loaded road. up all of our gear. We hit the road. We got to the Hiawassee Mercantile. We had three old fellas in a in a great setting. It was filled with old relics. And yeah. uh, I think that was was that the only time that we went on the road. No, we went on with Hannah. And oh, that's right. I that's went right. on the road with Townsend Townsend Spice. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that one, we brought in a film guy. He filmed it. I think he yeah. halfway fell asleep while he, he was filming. Did. Yeah, he definitely filming did. the deal. We laughed, we cried, we we enjoyed yeah. conversation. <laughs> I'm not sure that the video version is any better than the audio version. Yeah, 
Because, yeah, there was a lot be of a lot just, more wrecks involved. There was a lot of just feel. With our listeners, those truck drivers. You put that video oh, yeah, on there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he could be liable. <clears throat> Have you ever watched it, Joe? Nope. So I don't know if it's been edited, if it was cleaned I think, up. I think it supposedly was because that was kind of in the deal. Cause, I'm sure there's, there's, guy cause there's a guy it. right there next to us because I, I call that guy. I don't want to mention no names. But he oh. wanted like astronomical amount of money to yeah. do it. So they got they found somebody else and but I've not heard it, no. Oh, we also traveled with Buddy. Buddy. Buddy well, Hatch? actually, Corey no. came and did that. Buddy Lucky. Our Buddy Lucky. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lucky, yeah. Key. Lucky, Lucky Key. Lucky yeah. Key. Yeah, were you there, Bill? No, I was, got, no, got was the video us. guy for you instead of you spending all that money. No, no, no. We moved on from that kind no. of <laughs> We are on Lucky Key. Lucky Key. I don't think oh. Bill was. No, because no, we had just uh, us. us and um, Cole Reeves Cole. with us. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, I've missed a few. Dude, if, that was a cool one. If Bill would have been there, he'd have got all smoked out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I don't know. I, I think he would have. Might have been smoked out before God. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'd know. Lucky ain't doing real good to the listeners. I talked to Lucky a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. He fell, in, fell down and fell down, couldn't get up. Neighbor come and saved him. Hollered around till the neighbor come. Uh, Lucky's got pretty substantial cancer yeah. in, in the lungs. Lucky's also, this is a guy named Lucky. Yeah. Lucky's got David the, Keyes. What's his name? Lucky. Oh. He's got the Alzheimer's pretty bad. Uh-huh. He he did yes. great on our show. And I thought I thought, Joe, I thought Joe was going to kill him with that shot of whiskey. He may have been the first one with the yeah. He may have been the first one with the the, the mic or the, he head the headphone pointed out that. Well, Johnny Horton, I think at the Mercantile, he had them both. He said he couldn't hear. <laughs> I can't hear anything. <laughs> um, old guys, old guys are important to the show, man. Uh, I think um, George Cagher's the oldest guy we had, right? Yeah, what 90. was he, 90? Well, 94 so, or something? So Johnny would have been... You're talking Johnny still talking been, about the guys at the Mercantile? We're, the we're going back. Johnny would be 91, and George Cocker would be older than him. Yeah. So George would be in his 90s. 96 or something, yeah. Yeah, George George is a cool dude. I mean, his, they all were. The his, memory, his memory was just crazy. Yeah. What was he told the story about the... Dogs running through the running through the grass or something. He told us. He told the good story that I recall was the being the mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his speech on being the mayor and it was. Uh, they had all them snakes. They were going to dig a hole, put them snakes in there. And they had a bunch of stray dogs, and they were going to handle them stray dogs, and, and then. They needed to build houses for the cats because he thought that town needed a cat house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what was the story about the dogs running through the through the damn fescue? Something about rubbing on their old. Oh, I don't know. He told stories about berries too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He had them berries all over it. He he had purple all around his old genitalia. <laughs> hey, you know some some of the other highlights, and, and you know we're kind of talking recent, but three three seasons of shows, hundred hundred episodes. One of the things I'll say is, like two percent of all podcasts make it to a hundred shows. Yeah, hit them with some stats. Joe. Very few podcasts of long format 
make it to 100 shows. Um, you can get to 100 shows real easy if you're doing five minutes. Yeah. If you're doing 10 minutes. I mean, we're casting out two and a half, three, four hours of a show. One of the things that I hear from the listeners is, man, the only problem I got with the show short of the whiskey glasses <laughs> is uh, I wish I wish there was more shows. Hmm. And we're working on it every week. You're at 15,000 hours right now. So we're, yeah, we've recorded a bunch. So, what? Well, you know, maybe I So what's normal? Now. I mean, what's a normal podcast? Are they... All over the place? Most of them are under 30 minutes. Most of them are under 30 minutes. So Make that minutes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I knew you were off on that math. (laughs) My math was right. So most most podcasts are going to be under 30 minutes, um, and that's just to keep people's attention. To me, it's, it's a weird kind of science because if you ain't smart enough to be able to listen to four hours, at different points, we're not telling you you got to listen to all four hours. I don't have four hours to sit and listen. Well, bitch. <laughs> I've got a 20-minute drive. That's why I listen to podcasts. 20-minute drive. Listen to them in intervals. But, you know, one of the things for us, and me and Aaron had talked about it numerous times, is we could double our downloads instantly yeah. by splitting every one of our shows into a two-part show. But we think our listeners are smart enough that they can listen to it in as many parts as possible. So nobody has ever bitched about them being too long? Oh, people yeah. are going to bitch about yeah. the sunshine. I mean, but yeah. the majority, I don't give a shit about just one or two no, big I, 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 No, they want more. They want to hear you rattle your whiskey glass all no, week you, long. No, you done told me they didn't. <laughs> well, they don't want to hear you scooping ice. One thing you haven't mentioned yet is 0.001% of podcasts have made it to 100 episodes with the lack of funding that we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and I, I think there's probably a generational point. I don't know how many young kids we've got listening to us, but when you talk about internet stats, that's going to skew everything. So, like, that's if, you're, your, if you're putting a video online... You're lucky if you can get somebody to 45 seconds. Like most people are going to yeah, click away. Right. In, in I'm the same way on a video. That's that's your goal for Instagram. But with us, yeah, with us, since we're uh, going for primarily adult men, yeah. I, I think that that helps. Yeah. Well, the we're conversation not- changes and moves on, and it's a lot of character and a lot of narration and everything. But if you get that video going, and it's the same five guys sitting around a table for five, two and a half hours, who'd want to watch? A lot Joe of Rogan, I. Right. Pretty large well, following. Rogan, lot, Rogan's yeah. another story. Why? He's, well, no. Well, mostly because he's got a I think I could studio ass. there that can pull up anything that he wants. I mean, <laughs> Aaron does the same thing. I'm not shorting Aaron at all, but and I don't know. I, I don't watch him much when I'm driving down the road and listen to him. So I guess it doesn't matter. Either <laughs> Rogan's why. got the same microphones as we got. Yep. Yeah. He's got the same TV up on the wall. He's got same guy doing what Aaron does. He's way better than I am. I don't mean and he's dedicated. Like I think it. I think Aaron I does a great job. I couldn't whatever, do it. Bill. Whatever. He, no. Well, he came in to be. He's he's got a studio. He's got it all and everything. And he's Joe Have Rogan. Have you been to our studio the last year? <laughs> 
I get it. You can see we have our own, all of Northwest Arkansas. Bill, we have our own cleaners. Well, I have a, a real <laughs> big hole to dig here, so help me out. I'm going to keep digging. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know which road you walk down, but I know that what makes the show special is we walk down every damn road there is. My point was not about the roads we walk down. No, My point would, was who the hell would want to look at us for where, two and a half hours. This is where I, I don't take... I you, but I'm kind of a good looking. Uh, have you seen oh, Martinez? You Martinez, I know. This, Bill, is where I was going to take you to the pinnacle, and you knocked me off that son of a bitch. What I was going to say... <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> what I was going to say, Bill, is the reason why you are on the show and you, this is where I was going, actually. Oh, really? Because I was sick just, as hell and I needed yeah. a friend? <laughs> no. No, I don't even know if the listeners know that. Oh, okay, good. But. They do now. <laughs> but, we can get into that. Yeah, I think we will. But one of the things is, is we brought you in. And like I said earlier, the first hour sucked. You were high strung. You were trying to feel some sort of standard platform of how to be on a podcast. And by the second hour, second hour, you were drunk, and you told us stuff that Aaron and I thought we were going to get suicided. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were going to end up on a list. There's yeah. some truth to that. And so I said, like I've said to numerous guests, hey, anytime you want to come in and sit with us, you're more than welcome to come. And we have had several guests do that. And we've had, and we've had some listeners mm-hmm. come in and sit with us. Um, you, Bill as we call you on the show red words you kind of are a, a sniper on the show you sit back there now we hear you cough we hear you sneeze and hack and gag sometimes we don't know if you're taking a nap sometimes we don't know what the hell you're doing <laughs> i but, do listen well but all of the sudden with his eyes closed <laughs> all of a sudden you'll throw a bullet down range and it'll be special and the listeners actually appreciate Bill. Oh, thank you very much. One of the things that I thought was was a cool deal, because you're our spiritual guy, right? You're doing, like, you make all these Gandhi gestures. And I think so. I mean, close. I like to think that I'm a pretty decent guy you're, with the spirit. You are. And you go in, you'll close your eyes, we see you absorb what the guy is saying. Just like he is right Yeah, there. he's breathing, he's taking it in. And... You sat with us when we had a guest in who was a teacher, and he was an ag teacher, mm-hmm. and that ag teacher was being called by the Lord to do all kinds of things, and now works for, for the governor of the state of Arkansas. That preacher guided you to his church, and what our listeners don't know, because we never talk about it, is old Bill's kind of fragile. And uh, he mentioned it earlier. He he's emotional. He's emotional. He he went through the last, I'd say, year, two years, two years. Bill has been on a roller coaster of life, like he had never done in the past. How many? Sixty? What is it? Well, sixty-eight then, seventy now. But. <laughs> okay, he went sixty-eight years down all kinds of easy street, <laughs> crazy <laughs> stories, and all this. And the last two had been just an absolute bitch. Yeah. And, uh, hmm. and Bill, just like no a lot of... <laughs> no, pun, <Yeah. laughs> no pun intended. Well, Dad was talking about walkers having trouble with their bitches and about a bird dog story, but... <laughs> but that's, uh, what I, that's what I meant, that bird dog years. Yeah. Bill actually <laughs> decided that one of his methods of healing, just like a lot of our listeners, was to be a part of our circle. 
and would come in on Tuesdays and you with costumes and weird hats and bags of food bags it, of tobacco bags of marijuana <laughs> bags of weed <laughs> whoa, whoa whoa i must have missed that week i don't believe so <laughs> and all of this stuff and for three hours we were at a joyful spot with bill yeah bill could be having it real rough and then uh suddenly bill would bill would grow and and learn from the show well, I could chime in if you'll let me sometime. You always get to chime in. Well, I was thinking about this hundredth episode and the story and what it brings to me and all these narratives and all these common, regular, everyday folks have done extraordinary things like great musicians. And although I know that it's about 4% of the listeners desire, but at any rate, uh, the thing that it's brought to me is that uh, I've been encircled with hunters and fishermen and cowboys and cooks and law enforcement and firemen. And when I was 10 years old, I wanted to be that. And I was. I was surrounded by horses and hunting and a few firemen, good friends who were policemen. And, and then I lived, I got to live that from about 10 to 27 years old. And then everybody's life's changed. You get married, you get family, you do all sorts of things, you go through careers. And here I was, broken. Like you said, I get a little emotional. Occasionally you do. So, you know, I'm this 70-year-old white alpha male Yeah, alpha that will beat your boat. ass, but he's got a female soul, <laughs> and I might be crying while I'm doing it. But, you know, that's just all there is to it. And these guys brought to me... An exposure to friendship, people, class, quality, folks you could count on. Well, that I, means a hell of a lot to me. Well, you mean a lot to us. We yeah. brought you into my family. Uh, hard times. This this old red word. I'm basically through them. <laughs> Almost. Uh, yeah. This this old red word come to me one time and says, "Man, can can I pitch a tent in your front yard?" <laughs> I said, hell no, you ain't pitching a tent in my front yard. You can sleep in the house. <laughs> no, I don't want to sleep in the house. I, I don't want to cause any trouble. No, you're going to sleep in the house. And uh, when we went off on that miserable trip to Ohio, me and the family, in the million-dollar bus. Mm-hmm. Miserable. Bill, <laughs> driving that million-dollar bus, son, is not no fun. I could promise you. I fell in love with Liberty. Yeah, man. He watched the dogs, took care of the house, cleaned the freezer, did all kinds of hard work and labor there, and all I needed was someone just to be at the house. So Red Words is a big part. Martinez yeah. has been a big part. We brought in Rich a while back. Um, Rich is kind of playing second fiddle in a lot of situations. Yeah, he has a lot of quality. He's got a lot of good questions in Absolutely. that mind of his. Rich Absolutely. is uh, – he's, he's a – Journalist, a writer. Mm-hmm. He, he uses them five dollar words. He's a lot. got big words <laughs> in his vocabulary that kind of help us, <laughs> and uh, he could kind of he gives us a cultured part oh, yeah. of, of the story. Makes it, makes it yeah. sound smarter. Because you always you just can't always be a redneck. Yeah. Our, our IQ definitely went up with Rich. You so, think so? Yeah, it was funny. I was talking to him. Uh, so? Well, he helped get closer to mine. 
a, a buddy uh, recently. Yeah, overall group. Well, the average. Uh, uh, this guy, David Marcus, who uh, is a writer and appears on TV sometimes. And uh, he was born in uh, Jersey, lived in, or, uh, lived in New York for a long time, and is now in West Virginia. And I was talking to him recently, and it's like, well, I've joined this podcast, and it's a bunch of rednecks. And I was like, well, really, they're more hillbillies. And he's like, man, what's the difference? Talk to me like I just moved from New York. And I was like, well, there's kind of a qualitative difference. You know, on the surface, they may both enjoy the hunting and fishing and have same uh, accents and things like that. But the hillbillies, the country boys, you'll be able to count on them. You know, they're not going to be on meth or anything like that. Uh, Whereas, like, the redneck. We don't do drugs. Is going to be the one who, you know, steal your stuff or whatever. But, uh, it's, it, you know, my mom said the same thing, but it's interesting as long as you're talking about Bill and bringing me, because, you know, y'all asked me when I was a guest a long time ago and it just didn't fit in my schedule. And uh, now it does. But it, it kind of, for me, is the same as Bill. It, it circles into something that you, we talk about a lot, which is male friendship. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I mean, it's fun to come talk and, and interview and get all these stories from people. But men don't have the same sort of clubs and stuff that we, you know, our dads did. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, there's the place that you would go and just be with other dudes. And so for me, that's a huge part of why I was finally able to join. You know, right. I, I got a wife, three daughters. I'm, you know, I got one male dog. Another, so I'm surrounded by a lot of estrogen <laughs> all the time. You and, need a little getaway. And get. so to come hang out here, this is like my boys club night yeah. of the week. So it's been a, a joy to hang out with it's, y'all. It's kind of what it, it's like for everybody. It's kind of <clears throat> people ask, how's the show going? I said, it's great. It's a great way to spend a few hours on a Tuesday night hanging with some buddies. And it's almost like a, a therapy release kind of just get things out and talk and hear other people's stories hear other people's struggles to make yours not feel so bad sometimes or so and and then at the end of the day somebody calls in and says they got something out of it yes that's where i was gonna that's where i was gonna go you know like there's a listener that we have in australia and uh avid yeah like he he doesn't miss a show in australia oh i thought that was an australian word when he said avid (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know where he was going with that. He's he's avid. He he listens to every show, and he's been telling other Australians that they need to listen to the show. And I thought, how do we translate in Australia? You know, and I've hung out cooking with Aussies before, and he didn't call us that word, did he? Uh, um, the Mapatazzi. No. Oh, uh, yeah. We got a lady just walked I in. I know. That's, why I <laughs> that's a that's a sign of affection. For oh, them I know it is. You know. Yes. I mean, they speak. A, oh, the, yeah. Yeah, they I speak mean. a little different. But to know that we've got listeners in Australia who want to hear us talk, I was told by a guy the other day that sits in a corner office of a four-story building on Fifty Second Street in Rogers, Arkansas that a lot of people don't like to hear a southern accent or southern people they can't get educated by southern it's people slow what about my hispanic accent does that do anything for no <laughs> and i've always been just the opposite i've thought that if you talk like walter cronkite you're a prick <laughs> i just i couldn't really trust you and if you talk like somebody that you know yeah somebody you know somebody who's that you, but 
but that's a, that's for us living here. Mm-hmm. I think a person and Joe and I, you know, I talked to my friend today up in Boston. He's entering a, a crab ragoon competition. Ooh, I'd like to be a judge on that. And and he asked for my you know knowledge on how to make the best crab ragoon and i said son you put crab in it i said you know i don't eat them ocean spiders i don't want no part of, of you a don't spider. eat no crabs no hell i mean not. you had them that one time but no that's you you keep changing up that <laughs> I story told you i've never had them yeah they've had you three times twice <laughs> but, y'all are missing out but yeah you know eating crabs. we trans yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you our, got longer fingernails than me our show translates to people all across the country and and overseas and and that's cool because to circle the wagon back to the start when aaron aaron tell them how the show got started joe and i were on a floating dock uh having some drinks with a group of buddies co-workers and i listened to a lot of podcasts and Joe's always been a character. He's got plenty to say, plenty of stories to tell. I looked over and I said, Joe, you got to start your own podcast. And that was basically it. He's like, yeah, okay. Two months later, he walks in the office. He's like, hey, when are we starting that podcast? And I was like, oh, shit. He's like, I guess I'll be the guy. And I was like, let me look. Let me figure this out. Let me try to dig in and get us some equipment but, and get rolling. But, Joe, were you looking, listening to the podcast? Oh, yeah, I not you know we just had some musicians walk in the door but yeah uh i pretty much gave up on music yeah uh it's just yeah bill gary Pinhon talked to you longer than he has with anybody in see, the that's world why, that's why i don't understand i mean i i'm i'm, I'm a music guy see mm-hmm. I, i'm with joe here i don't I, I don't listen to podcasts joe explained to me when i listen to podcasts because i'm i mean i'm i'm on the phone a lot yeah during the day i don't have two hours or whatever to see, listen to podcast i just do it when i'm driving and it, I, well i'm but i'm, dri- I'm driving all day long but i'm on the phone also but one time when we were talking i said man about the only time i listen to music anymore is when i'm mowing the grass he said well, yeah that's when you need to listen to it. and i did and that was just last summer yeah and that's the four podcasts i did listen to i was mowing the grass well yeah. when i say i'd given up on music I've given up on current exactly. music. It's not. There and, is no such thing. Hold and, on to your seat. Well, hey, I'd be the first one to tell you that there's going to be some nights I'll sit in my chair in the man cave. I'll put on uh, Vince Gill singing at George Jones's funeral. Yeah. I and, ended up listening to that because you guys mentioned it And so I'll much. weep, right? Yeah. yeah. Or depending on how my buddy Aaron's just like most of our listeners go through some shit currently he's going through some shit if i was going through what aaron was going through i would sit and i would i wouldn't listen to a podcast to get better no right i would listen to music to music get unless it was about music i mean, <laughs> about it, I mean music is beautiful it's uplifting like if i'm feeling a little down or whatever it might be i'll throw on some tunes and just some acid the, the, acid music yeah joe called me no. one day and he was all depressed hey, <laughs> listen to some music i like yeah i mean but everybody has kind of just off days and where they're just not click, not clicking one. clicking like they're let me rephrase this i much i much rather listen to a educational or funny or whatever podcast same 
than I would watch the five o'clock news oh, or the six o'clock news or whatever. But that nine o'clock. Is it See, good? I, don't, I don't watch I don't news. I watch weather. I want to know what the hell's going on as far as yeah. weather. Are you a Ryan Hall guy? Hell no. Oh, dude. 40, 29. You don't like Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall. No. He's never tried him. Ryan Hall's. Is he local? Great. No. Well, he's, on, he's on YouTube. He's on YouTube. Ryan Hall. He's a weather guy? He's the best weather guy. He's the I best am. weather guy. He tells you what. Joe, what, look, He tells you the you've real You've been chasing what's going that on. one Chinese weather gal or whatever. What is she? Ryan not Hall Chinese. Guys? Oh. Ryan Hall, y'all. Oh, man. Hey, I was trying to get her on the show, and then she kind of ghosted me. Yeah, that's how they are. Ryan Hall, if we ask Majestic to Storm. On. Tell yeah. me that's not a name for a... When I when I think... Weather Girl. If you're going to listen... Majestic to, Storm. To weather. This, this guy's the best. Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall, y'all. Where's he from? How's he going to know what the hell's going on in Arkansas? Oh, he knows. Well, how does the Weather Channel? They're in Atlanta. They're here. <laughs> no. It's not Weather Channel. She's right here. She's right down the street. She's wrong, son. Bullshit, she's, she's 90% all the time. They're just all, there's a bunch of computer equipment in there. They're all just reading. But she's pretty good. I don't give a shit what's going on in New Jersey. Or Ryan Hall is going to focus right here when the weather yep. turns south. He ain't no Darby Bobby rolling up his sleeves. Ryan Hall is going to be. Darby Bobby's good. Hey, don't you remember be, last hey, year when all those you tornadoes. talking about Darby Bobby. He's good shit. You remember when all those tornadoes were going through? Ryan Hall. And, and oh, man. Little Rock. That's what I was watching. He was like, oh, we got another one. He's I don't like, need to know what's going on in this room. He'll tell you what's going on right here, Martinez. Yeah. I don't need to know. He's the best. Martinez right. only has so much room up there, you know. Right yeah. there. So, so many facts and so many things, you know. So keep them we're gonna, clear. Hard drive is almost full. All right, right, one deal. We got we got to wrap up show 100, but we'll end it like this. Everybody, starting with Aaron, go around the table, and it will be one thing that we want to accomplish in the next 50 shows. Before I go into that, I just want to say, again, thank you to our listeners. You guys are the most important part of this show. Um, there's a significant amount of you, more than I could have imagined. And thank you for your time listening. Thank you for reaching out, your comments, your nice words, whether it's whiskey. I had a lady give me a bar of soap the other day. No kidding. Did she give yeah. us five bars of soap goat or milk? just one? She gave me one, threw it in my mailbox. She's like made goat it. milk? Or? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll do some information on it Irish soon. Spring. But just, uh, you just it anything like that. You know, anything like that um, really, off of it. really <laughs> means a lot to us. Uh, one thing I do want to accomplish in these upcoming episodes, I would like to get a presence with some video. I would like to... Um, whether it's shorts with good content that comes out every episode and it's just snippets of that or whether it's full-length episodes showing videos similar to like Rogan does, that is my goal. Red words. I've thrown random come-up-with-it questions out there two years. You guys have a standard question for about a year. I've come up with one that I think is close to standard question. Because last year I figured out during this downtime of my life that meeting the Cleverleys, that my theme song for 2023 was Creep. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's 2024 and I, I'm trying to evolve a little bit. And I looked way back into the old history of music and I came up with Mason Prophet. And there's a song that nobody's ever heard of but me called Eugene Pratt. And that's, that's my new theme song right now is Eugene Pratt. And I think I'm going to ask folks most commonly, if you had to pick out a song that represents you right now and might even last for the year, what would your theme song be? 
Hmm. Good, good call. Mine would be we need to load up our gear in duffel bag and go someplace and do more shows in, in where people are comfortable. Sometimes it'd be in their house, right? Cool. Or a place of business or something like that. Maybe in the next 50 shows we do a little bit of traveling. Um, I want to show people what value for value means. And so that traveling would come from our listeners saying, we support you. We want you to go and do these little dreams that we got and, and go off and us go someplace and interview some folks. Rich. I would, uh, my, my hope for us, my goal is to, uh, just grow our exposure more and kind of do more to, uh, show our listeners and show new listeners that everybody's got a story to tell and we want to help them share it. Jose Martinez. Introducing that's, that's Aaron's watching me. a video on pink guns. <laughs> I'm trying to get us some exit. Speaking of value for value, we'd all like a really nice gun. <laughs> I want the western style. You bet. What do you got, shooters? Uh, so, I guess the question was, what do we want out of the next 50? Man, I I think the last 100 was great. I mean. Go, no, go ahead, please. That's producer Aaron in the background. But, uh, no, I think the last hundred was great. I mean, I wasn't there for all of them, but I think I was there for most of them. I don't know when exactly I started. But uh, I think what I like, and I I mentioned it earlier before we started talking, was the exposure that we get. I mean, just just local. I mean, I've had several people come up to me and said, man, you guys, your, your podcast is great. You guys are funny. You guys are just like me and my friends sitting around a campfire and, and bullshit. And that's, just, that's, that's how people see us. And maybe that's what more people need in this country. So your goal is what? Just to reach more people. And, and something, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, if somebody's got somebody that they think would be a good guest... I don't know how many guests that we have gotten from our guests. Yeah. I think most of it has been from So keep us. the recommendations flowing. Yeah, I mean, recommendations on, hey, somebody might know an old Red Van Zant or, a, you know, somebody like that. That's. I mean, Wes Evans brought in how many? Oh, yeah. I mean, and such great guests. Yeah. Wrap this up. All right. With that said, um, Friends, listeners, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, you guys mean the world to us in this show. You keep us rolling. Like it, share us. If you have any value for value, time, treasure, any of the like, we'd love to hear from you, love to see from you. Cheers, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks Cheers. for a solid 100 episodes. They're into barbecue, cooking women say they're good looking, and to me there ain't a way to go wrong. If you're out at the lake or with the hippies getting baked, they're going to love it if you turn it on. If laughter and good times, tall tales and big lies fall under your category, 
get with Aaron and Joe's Cause you know you wanna go and hear them cooking up a story Just get with Aaron and Joe's, hey you know you wanna go And hear them cooking up a story